Welcome to this week's episode of Invading Headspaces with your host, Michael Thomason. Each week, a special guest and myself will talk about the growing trends in the world of sports social media and its impacts on performance anxiety and professional athletics as a whole. Welcome to Invading Headspaces. Hello and welcome to the ninth episode of Invading Headspaces with Michael Thomason. In last week's episode, special guest Kyle Carlson and I talked about why football is so different in comparison to other sports in terms of mentality of its athletes and teams. Looking forward to this week's episode, Piedmont Sports Information Director Danielle Percival will be joining me once again to talk about the different strategies that administrators use to best accommodate their athletes. We will talk about social media's role in sports information and how important a sports information director is to an athletic program. With this episode focused on college athletes, it is still relevant to administrators and athletes in professional sports as well. What is it about an administrator in sport that is so valuable to an athlete's mentality? We will also talk about ways Ms. Percival has used social media to benefit the athletes here at Piedmont. You are listening to Invading Headspaces by Michael Thomason. Sports, social media, does it get any better? Looking for a new podcast to listen to? Well, check out Basketball and BS with Jarrett Ray and Chris Donsborough. This show is giving you everything NBA on and off the court. So, if you're a basketball fan, go check out Basketball and BS with Jarrett Ray and Chris Donsborough. Find Basketball and BS on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Invading Headspaces here on Spotify and all other platforms. I am your host, Michael Thomason, and joining me once again is Danielle Percival, Piedmont University Sports Information Director. Um, Danielle, how are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks for having me back, Michael. Yeah. Um, a few weeks ago, we talked about women's sports and men's sports. I did want to have you on, especially on this podcast, on this topic, um, administration and sports. Um, we're going we're gonna to be analyzing just how important a sports information director is to the mental fitness of an athlete. So n- there's no better person than you because that's what you do. Right? Well, no, I appreciate that. Uh, I think it's going to be an interesting topic. Uh, lots of different places that we can go with this. So let's dive in. Yeah. Um, and in doing my research, I mean, when you look up, when you think about administration in sports, when you, you don't you don't think about a sports information director, you think about a coach, a trainer, and all the hands-on people that are focused like, strictly on the sport you don't really think about sports information why do you think that is um well i think a lot of what we do is kind of behind the scenes um because our job while the tasks that we are performing are outward facing the job itself and and my role is really kind of behind the scenes our job is to promote the student athletes um we're not the ones that you're going to think of first because if we're doing our job well then we're telling the stories and we are putting forward um great opportunities for students to be recognized for their performances. Um, and, and really, I think that that's kind of where, if we are in the background, then we're doing something right. Right. I mean, when you think about the five major functions, sports, sports, uh, sports management include planning, organizing, leading, controlling, and evaluating. That's exactly what pretty much you do on a daily basis. Yeah, right? absolutely. Especially at this level, at the, at the Division three level, um, our job is really all-encompassing with facilities, game day operations, athletic communications, website management, photos, graphics, videos. I mean, you name it. And if, if you don't know where it falls under in the athletic department, it probably falls under us. Right. Um, 
And so it's great being able to have such a great student work staff as well. You mentioned the leadership aspect and leading. Um, We couldn't do what we do without having a great workforce to be able to accomplish it because there's only three of us and there's 22 sports. I mean, there's just no way to physically have that kind of manpower. And so um, it's awesome, the operation that we've got going here. But yeah, you're right. That that kind of sums it all up in in a couple of terms. Yeah. Um, When you think about it compared to professional sports, it's almost night and day. Absolutely. Think about it. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) at the professional level, our job is being done by an entire army of people, right? We've got three people that are accomplishing the work of probably 20, 30, 40. Um, You've got people that uh, are are handling just social media. Yeah. Just just social media for one team um, at a larger institution or at the professional level. You've got, you know, eight people on a creative team that are solely focusing on TikTok. And so, um, yeah, it's a lot more stress at our level because you're trying to balance things and have equality for everybody. You're trying to um, not let things fall through the cracks. Um, And it's hard. It's hard to make sure that you're representing everyone equally and and giving coverage to all the right things. I was going to ask you some questions after the break, but I will go ahead and ask you, have you ever had an athlete um, suffer one way or another when it comes to something you've posted or done? Um, I don't know of any specific instances where we've had um, like a negative impact. Um, Certainly there are always some quarrels over, uh, well, so-and-so got more coverage about XYZ achievement than yeah. we did. Um, and so we, tr- we do really try our best to make sure that we are as equal as we can be. But also, um, you know, if there's a good opportunity for us to have content, I would be doing a disservice to the person who had a great accomplishment if I don't cover that to the best of my ability. And so some of what we do is reactionary to what has occurred. Um, we have a lot of proactive content as well, trying to make sure that we get game day posts out and make sure that people see you know, this is coming up, make sure that you come out and support. Um, but a lot of what we do is based on the results and I don't control the results. We, we just operate based on what we receive. And so I think for me, yes, we try to be equal, but it's also my job to do my job well. And that's to represent what's happening right now. And, you know, men's cross country wins a championship. They're going to get a lot of extra posts because you want to ride that momentum and you want to have that hype. That's not to discredit the women's team and their accomplishments either, but you've got to kind of ride that momentum of the success that you've got in front of you. And that's what goes, it goes back to what we talked about two, three weeks ago when we talked about the women's sports and the men's sports and what generates revenue, right? And it's different at the college level because you don't really generate as much revenue, but focusing on the pro aspect of it, that makes it even more valuable when you think about what's making money on social media, what's garnering the most attention. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you just, you, that's really where it always is, is you follow the money trail and that's where you're going to have the success. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it all comes down to the bottom line and the bottom line is the dollars that are coming in. And so that's going to drive a lot of what content you're, you're putting out there and where your money is going um, and where your resources are going, not just money, but your resources of time, energy, effort, people's hours, you know, putting together graphics, putting together videos, um, you're, you're writing that success and success is often measured by revenue and in this like in the sports information industry there's no really way you can prepare yourself outside of doing it right and that's mainly what working underneath you um for a number of years that's what prepared me the most in doing like working the games rather than just sitting behind a desk or sitting behind a computer all right what do i do 
Right. That's what we really pride ourselves on is giving students that firsthand experience to be able to get out there. I mean, even just get out there and make those mistakes, you know, figure out that in the in the moment, you've got to be ready for the pressure situation. You got to be able to think critically and on your feet and be able to make a decision um, when the time comes, because the game doesn't stop. <laughs> you just not, have to keep moving. Yeah, it's not for everybody either. Like, right. You can some people can work. I've been in sports communications and in, in the sports information in my time here at Piedmont, there's some people that I've had the pleasure of working with that as hard as they work, they just haven't been able to put it all together. And you just have to have, you also have to have the talent, but you also have to work hard at it too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, that's really kind of where our job comes in because we've got all of these students, we've got all these pieces, but it's finding where they plug in best because not everybody has the same skill set, not everybody has the same drive. And so, um, you know, we'll work people in and try to put them where they have opportunities to succeed. I'm not going to throw somebody to the wolves and just say, good luck. Um, it's also my job to try and steward those resources well so that we put out a polished product and we look good at the end of the day. Yeah, of course. And when you think about it, you got to be motivated in sports also. You can't just Whereas mass mass communications major, it's focused on everything. Sports communications is strictly sports, so you got to focus on – got to be interested in sports to be successful as well. Right, and that really is something that we've been able to tap into a lot of student-athletes to come and work for us because they get it. They've been involved in sports. They've been involved in athletics. They know the pressure situation. And that's what made it easier working on um, – for you, I mean, when I was I played baseball here, and I was in, I've been involved in sports my whole life, and so it comes naturally easier to people who have been in that sports environment rather than people who may have not. And you understand the level of commitment because you would want the same commitment given when you're out on the playing field exactly. because you would want people to be on top of things, make sure the score is correct, get things done in a timely fashion. And so you guys that come in that are student athletes that work for us have a more vested interest because not only are you guys friends with these people, but you would want the same respect given to your event and your game as well. Right. Uh, after the break, Daniel, we're going to ask you a little bit more questions about why exactly sports? Um, what, why Danielle Percival chose sports information director to go into. But after this short break, we'll be talking about a little bit more. You're listening to Invading Headspaces with Michael Thomason and our special guest host, Danielle Percival. Looking for a radio show? Well, I know a really good one, and it's... Tune in to Wake Up with J-Ray and A-B every Friday morning at 9 sharp for the latest world news, celebrity gossip, and the hottest hip-hop and R&B hits you could ever ask for. So be sure to check out Wake Up every Friday morning, only on WPCZ, LPFM, Demers, Z98.7 FM, student-run radio station at Piedmont University. Welcome back to Invading Headspaces here on Spotify and all other platforms. Daniel Percival and Michael Thomason for this ninth episode of Invading Headspaces. And before the break, Danielle, we talked a little bit about the ins and outs of sports information and the sports information profession. And after the break, I really wanted to talk about, I mean, because not everybody, not every sports information director is the same obviously mm -hmm. so every different every different every different organization is different so it is important to kind of analyze those differences so i wanted to see what about your program really separates itself from the rest 
Sure. So I, I think the biggest thing for us was I came in as an assistant director under Timmy McCormick, and he was fantastic getting me in the realm of sports information because I didn't have a great background in it. I had a broadcast background, and that was something that he was enticed by because we were trying to up our game with our broadcast at Piedmont um, back in 2014. And so coming in, that was really my strong suit, but he was able to get me fully in the fold of everything else that sports information entails. Um, and so our department has grown over the time that I've been here. Once I took over, we were able to add another full-time position. So we have two full-time assistants as well, which that really is the thing that separates us from everybody else within our league, especially even just most of our division three competition are not going to have three full-time staff members. And that allows us to do so much more and gives us opportunities to represent our student athletes better than a lot of our other competitors, simply because we've got the time and the bodies. Um, so I think that's the main thing that kind of gives us a mark of separation is the fact that we are able to do a lot more content, but we fully realize that that's because we've been given the resources to be able to do it. And at the division three level, obviously you don't really get as much coverage Piedmont does a really good job of covering their athletes, but yet again, it is Division Three comparison to Division One and the professional sports. Why do you believe sports information directors and administrators in general, not even just in NCAA, but in professional sports as well, why do you think they don't get more attention, like more? I mean, like you said earlier, it does come down to like if you're trying, if you're staying out of attention, you're doing your job well. But why don't they get more attention? Sure. So I, I think that. A lot of it comes down to, like you said, um, as we've touched on before, that we are trying to promote everything else. So we are the promoters, not the promoted. And that's not to say that it's not worthwhile and it's not worthy. I mean, the, the, some of the most meaningful comments that I've gotten are when student athletes come by to say, like, hey, I really appreciate that. Like, this was awesome. Or asking me to jump in promotional photos when we do media day, like little things like that can be just a complete throwaway thing for them. That means absolutely nothing. But for me, that's something that I'm going to cherish forever because sure. I, everybody wants to be recognized. Everybody wants to be noted for their accomplishments. And so for me, those little things mean more than big notoriety because that's the people that it's directly impacting. Right. And so while we are the promoters, not the promoted, those little things really add up and, and mean a lot at the end of the day. And promoters, I mean, they do – they kind of promote themselves as well. I mean, indirectly, they promote – they're not only promoting the athletes, but they're promoting how they promote their athletes themselves, like their qualities and how they do that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's kind of how you're able to market yourself when it comes to looking for that next job in the field and um, saying, hey, these are the things that I've done well. Um, and that so the success that you – are able to kind of market for yourself is how you've been able to promote this accomplishment or this success story of a student athlete um, and, and being able to tell like feature stories. You know, we don't have the opportunity to do that a ton here. That's something that, again, at a, at a big market at the professional level, you're able to do more of those human interest pieces because you've got the resources and you've got the manpower to do it. Or sports, sports Center does one like every day. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. So, so those types of things are the things that connect people to your institution or to your um, organization because that's how do you make people care? Ultimately, at the end of the day, how do I make people care about the content that we're putting out? Um, and feature stories are definitely that because you're pulling at heartstrings and you're, and you're making people feel invested and like they have some sort of connection. Going back to the social media, I did think this is recent, but like you said, making people care. I think one of the best things in social media is the algorithms, right, of what 
is shown on your feed is most of the time it's what you're going to like anyway. Mm -hmm. So when you don't like something, you might not be seeing it as much as something that you like every day. I know, especially in my, my feed, um, it's MLB, NFL, Formula One, every other post. Yeah. It's because I like them, like their posts every day. And that's one of the best things I think in social media, because when you put that, when you put that information out there, those posts, it's going to go into the hands of people who actually want to see it. Right. And so at our level, obviously for a professional, that that's really easy to kind of get into that groove and be kind of in the mix there where you're ending up on the right people's stuff. But for us at the small scale level, it's how do we get, how do we break into that? How do we get into the right algorithm and, and posting at the right time and following all of the analytics and just all of those little nuances where, um, again, when you have a staff of however many, you know, an army that can go through and get everything lined up exactly how it should be. Um, probably a little bit easier to kind of break into that. So for us, it's kind of one of those new challenges of, okay, figuring out what's going to work. How do we get to the people who care about our content? Yeah. At the same time where you have three, three staff members here at Piedmont, when you look at all these other institutions that have like ESPN, they have so many staff members with great power comes great responsibility, right? When you think about ESPN, the, the number one distributor of information in sports, right? So, I mean, you see you see all the stories that ESPN puts out there, and they do a good job, but sometimes their athletes can become resentful as well of the stories. I mean, it, I mean, especially when you at Piedmont, though, you do have the ability to kind of connect with the athletes a little bit easier than in the professional sports. Yeah, for sure. I think that definitely is a big difference between our level and the professional level is that in-person interaction and being able to form relationships. That's the thing that's kept me at Piedmont is relationships, being able to get to know people one-on-one, your coaches, your student athletes. And and for me, that's what makes the difference because I, in a past life, did (laughs) ESPN sideline reporting, but you're... Because I know you've been in sports for a while. I just didn't... I know you haven't done sports information. I did want to tie onto that also. Yeah, yeah. So... For me, the relationship aspect was important because in doing that, you're you're traveling around, you're seeing people maybe once, twice a semester, and so you don't have that same connection with people. And so that is a, a really big difference from the small scale to those large institutions like ESPN. Yeah, of course. Before we get going, best part of your job? Uh, it's it's got to be the people. I mean, it's it's never the same thing. Any single day. Uh, this week's been really relaxed because we don't have a lot of home events. Sometimes it's completely chaotic and you're here for 70 hours a week. But as long as you enjoy the people that you're around, that's going to make the difference. And it makes those 70 hours a whole lot more enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, and that's what I realized working with the sports information sports information department here at Piedmont. Um, I could go two weeks without working a game. And then one week. It's like every team has every home game yeah. at the same time. There's like 10 games no a day, no break. <laughs> so it's, it's just very unpredictable, and that's another factor too. Can you handle that unpredictability of it? Yeah, because, I mean, a lot of people face burnout because sometimes it is chaotic and it is hard to get through when you're pushing on, this is day 13 that I've been here and nothing's going right today. Like, can you get through that day and get to the point where, okay, I can take a breath, I can reset, it's going to be okay, I do love what I do. Right. Um, Well, Danielle, I appreciate you being on this ninth episode. I did know the seventh episode we had was really good. Yeah. I think it was too, and I really wanted to have you, especially on this topic, um, I, fi- I appreciate you filling in for Colton two weeks ago, especially because of all, everything he had going on. Um, 
but it was great. Um, do you have anything you'd like to add before we get going? Uh, no, I just I, I appreciate you having me on again because this is a great topic. Um, it, it's a great field. There's there's so many different ways that you can take working in sports. There's so many opportunities, even within sports communication. And this is a field that, you know, if anybody's interested that's on campus and, and has some interest in kind of shadowing what we do coming to work for us we're always looking for people to come and get involved because there's nothing like firsthand experience as you said right well thank you daniel um this has been the ninth episode of invading headspaces on spotify and every other platform you're listening to invading headspaces and i am michael thomas looking for a new podcast to listen to well check out basketball and bs with Jarrett ray and chris donsero this show is giving you everything nba on and off the court so, if you're a basketball fan, go check out Basketball and BS with Jarrett Ray and Chris Donsero. Find Basketball and BS on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Invading Headspaces with Michael Thomason. Make sure to join us this time next Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts, as me and special guest Cole Ellis will be joining me as we analyze mental fitness and combat sports. We will talk about the differences in combat sports such as boxing and UFC compared to team sports such as the NFL and the NBA in terms of the mental toll their sports takes. This has been Invading Headspaces with Michael Thomason. Sports, social media, does it get any better? Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Invading Headspaces with Michael Thomason. Make sure to tune in next week wherever you get your podcasts as another special guest and I will be talking about social media and its growing power in the world of professional sports. This has been Invading Headspaces and I am Michael Thomason.